three, two, one, ghost. Hey everybody, welcome to three, two, one, ghost. I'm your host with a silent G, Kyle, joined as always. Hey pal, how are you? Hey Natalie. Happy Halloween, Kyle. Happy, happy Halloween to you. It is, uh, gosh, just real, just sneaks up every year, huh? It really sneaks does. up like a creepy little pumpkin ghoul, just <laughs> ready to just slash your tendons with its little candy bar blades, you know? I'm into it. it I love it's it. It's great. It's the, the happiest day of the year, but it's better than Christmas, honestly. I think so. Um, my inner battle between those two holidays, it's, uh, it goes deep. And by deep, I mean, I really only have like two instances that, that okay. come to mind. And one of them is, it just drives me wild when I'm like, you know, what was it like mid October, I'm take a little break from work, go walk over to the, uh, to the Fred Meyer. It's a, it's a grocery store up here in the Seattle yeah. area, but they have like a bunch of extra stuff. And then I go through their Halloween section and they've already taken half of it down and replaced it with Christmas stuff. I'm like, it's, and I just remember when I was growing up in the old, olden days of the 1980s and 1990s that, uh, you know, that be like, oh my gosh, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. And they're putting up decorations. I'm like, it's mm -hmm. not even Halloween yet. It's, and they're putting up uh, Christmas stuff. So that, that bums me out. And then yeah, also, I'm not, I'm not okay with that either. And then also, this could be a hot take. Um, I am not particularly a fan of the film Nightmare Before Christmas. It's oh my gosh, that's so interesting that you say that. I just rewatched it like last week or the week before, and I've never been a huge fan of it. I think it's very beautiful. Um, I think it's a really lovely film to watch, and I love the idea of this Halloween world and them just you know having you know what makes them happy it reminds me of like the Adams family of like you know snipping the roses off of the stems and things like that um but yeah I'm not a huge fan of A Nightmare Before Christmas either so I, I actually hot takes maybe we're gonna lose some listeners here but uh yeah I I'm That's not a okay. big fan either jog on <laughs> I am, but I, but what I'm thinking might fuel this a little bit is, you know, I grew up in Southern California. There was a period of time in high school where I had a Disneyland annual pass, so I would go with some regularity. And I'm a sucker for the spooky shit. So clearly, the first thing I will hit, and the only ride I will insist on going on multiple times, is doing a couple walkthroughs through the haunted mansion. Amen. And, and also, you know, you're just looking to beat the heat, right? Mm -hmm. So you want, you want to go through there and uh, just nice, enjoy some nice, uh, chilly, ghoulish air conditioning. And if anybody, you know, who might know, uh, this is usually in September or so, like mid-September, mm -hmm. where they change Haunted Mansion over to nightmare before christmas and their whole situation is like well it, we kind of can keep the whole thing going and through the end of the year because it works mm -hmm. both on a christmas side as it does on the halloween side and one thing that just bummed me out is that not necessarily i'm like you can have a nightmare before christmas situation at disneyland i'm okay with that but you are 
you are replacing the only haunted thing in the park. I mean, well, it depends. You know, I think there's a couple people that died on the Matterhorn, yeah. right? <laughs> so, yeah. Or Big Thunder Mountain. Didn't someone get crushed by a boulder? Was that? I'm sure debunked? a lot of people have died at Disneyland. But... Right. Some people try it's to. Spooky. Like intentionally so they can oh, maybe so they can haunt, haunt the it? place. Yeah. And I know like there's a whole thing about just people catching people trying to dump ashes at that the park. wild. Things like that. But I'm like, you know, come on for Halloween, you're replacing the only thing that's spooky. So you're not, you're not getting outside of the bats and decorations throughout the park. You're not getting extra spooky or on the ride quotient. Right. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. No, um, I, I 100% agree with you. And I know that a nightmare before Christmas isn't the movie that we're talking about, but it, they also have to close the haunted mansion for quite some time to set it up so if you're trying to get in there before they switch it they may have already closed it because it's a big it's a big change right but do you think a nightmare before christmas is a christmas movie or a halloween movie christmas movie it's someone learning about Christmas and being introduced to Christmas and the magic of Christmas. I think it's a Christmas movie. I think it also came, did it come out during Christmas time too? It, I think it was released during like Christmas season, but yeah. yeah. So fuck that concept then of taking over the haunted mansion. Cause I completely agree. It's a hundred times better in its true form. And the first time I took Phil to Disneyland he saw it as the nightmare before Christmas and he was like, I don't get this. I've never oh, seen this movie. No. And then when we went back and it was the regular haunted mansion, he was like, Oh, this is so much better. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. I just want to just, agrees. I just want to make it very, yeah, it's, it's, it's very upsetting to me. I'll tell you, because there's, that means there is straight up a quarter, at least a quarter out of the entire year where I yeah. can't go on haunted mansion. The way that at least, you know, it was it was designed, right? Especially when the only other spooky ride you have between what's it, uh Disneyland and California Adventure mm-hmm. was already replaced. It used to be the 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 Tower of Terror and now, yeah, what is it oh, now? It's, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Come on. Oh yes. You That's know so interesting. You know how the Guardians of the Galaxy famously like go up a few levels and then just drop sometimes? <laughs> Not that it happened in Twilight Zone all the time, but I'm saying like the elevator concept in the hotel, it made more sense. You know, you're getting on the elevator. So, okay, Th- this is this is great. Be- this is a great conversation to have because we're, you know, we're deep in it with Halloween. And I think the month of October really is a mind fuck for me because I just think that everyone loves spooky season and Halloween and scary things as much as I do. Like, I'm like, yes, finally, everyone has skeletons in their yards. Like, this is how it should always be. But what it really is, is like, it's it's like a, a temporary seasonal, I don't know what you want to call it, like Halloween fever. That sounds really momish. I've got Halloween fever. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's a it's a temporary thing. And for us, it's like, all year round, we're looking for whatever we can find that's spooky. And I would hope that anyone listening to us talking about scary movies for hours also is in the same realm. But when you think about like your typical Disneyland person, like A Nightmare Before Christmas is probably their favorite thing that's associated with Halloween. 
like especially if you're not like into like scary gory horror you know so for them to get rid of the tower of terror they were probably like great perfect more people will go to guardians of the galaxy which i'm not saying i agree with i'm just thinking from a perspective of like the general public and still how how niche horror is even though it's probably the most prominent it's ever been at this point i think what they should do instead which no one's gonna love except for probably the both of us is you leave haunted mansion alone and then during halloween you change mr toad's wild ride to ichabod and sleepy hollow Ooh. Oh, just make that a little extra spookier. It's I mean, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride's already a it's little scary. startling. Yeah. So I mean you you do die and go to hell. And then that's it's it. Great. Yeah. No, every time we every time we go on that ride, we went on it with with Phil and my husband's like, wait, is that the end? You go to hell? And I was yeah. like, Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the end. And Phil's like, some. And I was like, I'm just so everyone knows, I'm doing a great job parenting. Yeah, gosh. Hey, everybody. Happy Halloween. We're talking about... <laughs> Happy Halloween. We'll see you in hell. <laughs> Happy Halloween. We'll see you in hell. Um, we're talking about the... Let me double check the year. 2007. Um, the 2007 <laughs> Michael Doherty. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm just going to mm-hmm. try that once. Um, Halloween anthology classic gosh at this point trick-or-treat yeah i i think this movie was made to be a classic and actually there's some debate on the release date because it says 2007 because that's when it was meant to be released and i think it hit film festivals first but then it had like a or or was it that it hit film festivals in 2009 i don't remember it had a very limited release and didn't get the uh, exposure it deserved they had to sneak it in in just in time for Oscar season, just in case. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, that's that's one of the the interesting things about this movie. I I went into like a whole deep dive on like the history of Halloween to like see if I could find any like fun things to share. And I'll be honest, it's pretty much all things that I think everyone already knows about Halloween. So I'm going to share one thing that. I think is awesome um, about Ireland and Scotland is that they call masks like Halloween masks, false faces. And I was like, that's what we're, that's what we're calling it from now on is a false face because it sounds, it reminds me of Leatherface. That's a good band name. If it it isn't already. Yeah. It um, yeah, this, this movie is definitely one that I felt I think I watched it the year that it came out for some somehow some way um and I loved it. I love an anthology so we'll start there. I think uh that's a a common thread between the both of us is loving anthologies and this one is particularly unique in how much all of the stories tie together. I think more so than any other anthology that I've watched. It perfectly meets my love of spooky things and my inability to sit for more than 20 minutes at a time um and my inability to focus on anything for or and that's why i've i have i've probably brought up in a whole bunch of episodes i love short movies and this one is ooh, it crisp. is short 
for five for five six debatable stories um it is it's a short runtime one thing i think is unique to this one not necessarily unique but i think just to the degree where the stories intertwine i think is helps with that flow a little bit um Mm -hmm. and i don't know but then at the same time it's like harder to kind of like judge stories against each other the other thing too is that you know i didn't do too much research on this sorry but um (laughs) i forgot to call the team but most anthologies in general will have multiple writers multiple directors you know separately Mm -hmm. for each story whereas this one is the singular dude directing this whole thing which i thought was kind of interesting too so it's it's not like it doesn't really lend itself as well to you know like comparing i mean even like a movie like cat's eye you know i think has at least you know there's like through lines at least you know Mm -hmm. but so i'm just thinking of but like vhs even too you know you could separate those out you know vhs or southbound or you know i'm thinking ones that specifically just have you know multiple directors the twilight zone movie of course you know it's from the crypt yeah you couldn't you couldn't take these stories and share them independently in the way that they're presented to you as this film shows because it would then you'd be missing pieces or like there would be a lot of mysteries involved which makes me want to ask the question is this a true anthology because of how intertwined the characters are do you feel like it calling it an anthology is a little bit of a stretch yeah i think that hmm. just because it has so many stories like i think about like there's there's movies who that do similar things and of course i'm not okay i have a terrible example i hope you've seen this movie it's so bad have you ever seen crash the one about racism or the one about like people get off on car crashes no actually <laughs> which one do you think the one about racism I... and it, it does a similar thing where it's like you think it's different stories but then they all come together and it's just it's not a good movie I wouldn't recommend it to anyone um but I of course have seen it I think I watched it with my grandma which feels right and that movie I wouldn't call an anthology but all of these different people interact with each other and they don't realize that they're involved in each other's lives it kind of just feels similar but I you know I wouldn't call that an anthology at all yeah I think this one is has the the muddy gelatinous kind of skeleton of it a little bit but Mm -hmm. of, of an anthology but yeah, no, so I, I hear you. I don't know. I'm 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 fine with either. Yeah. And I think you could tell the stories independently if you took like just one or two things out or if you, you know, didn't know the characters. I think for all this, this movie has a pretty pretty good reputation. It's fun. It's short. It's very spooky. They put in as many different types of things as you could think of you've got werewolves you've got a pretend vampire you've got a serial killer you've got a little monster you've got like halloween traditions mixed in there and i think um it covers it covers a lot of fun things and it has so it has an 82 percent on rotten tomatoes which is pretty strong 
I was impressed by that. For for a horror movie, which I feel like all horror movies, I think I think should be great graded on a curve a little bit. Dang, eighty two is pretty good. That's like see, right? that probably they did want to get it in time for Oscar season. I'm sure they yeah wanted see, to they sneak were it like, into that it. festival the critics, circuit. The critics are eating this shit on. Um, and okay, I'm gonna do things a little bit out of order here and share some taglines first, and there's a reason why. So I'm sharing these taglines first because I feel I feel like one of them really is leaning on like you knowing the plot of the movie, which feels weird. So there's four taglines for this movie. And one of them is amazing and the other three are pretty lackluster. So the first one is you better watch out. I'm telling you why Sam is coming to town, which is like, okay, that's that's cute. Fine. Um, the second one is they were started to protect us. What does that mean? Wait, one more time. They were started to protect us. They're talking it's... about the rules of Halloween. Yeah. Who the fuck would know that not having watched this movie? Like that feels very like post view understanding because there's no reference to rules anywhere else. But anyway, not my favorite one. This one makes more sense. If you don't follow the rules tonight, you won't live to see tomorrow. Perfect. Okay. That I feel like that's great. But this fourth one is is my favorite. I I don't know if you've ever seen this one before. Poison, drowning, claw, or knife. So many ways to take a life. What a fun little rhyme. I have it on my refrigerator. I have a magnet. Poison? Clowning? Drowning. Dr- oh, drowning. drowning. <laughs> miming who are you who are you clowning hey um so poison which okay happens yeah drowning which does happen claw so werewolves yeah yeah or a knife. okay who used a knife the serial killer dad principal yeah right right mm-hmm what did he use to, that knife to kill Oh shit, he didn't kill the kid with knife. He poisoned he poisoned him. I'm assuming he uses the knife on someone else. No one gets stabbed in this movie? Well, people get stabbed a little bit, but with usually it's that little candy cane blade. Or sorry, that not the candy cane blade, but the uh like little candy bar yeah. blade situation. Yeah. So, you know, but that that's me being picky, but I like it because yeah. it is It's fun. And also it sets you up. It's like here the here's some ways like they're not lying like i'd go back and be like why remember that rhyme and they held to it yeah so Mm -hmm. i i shared that because following the rules is a big theme of this uh this this movie and it um do do you want me to lay out the stories as, as a like separately let's lay out the rules do you remember them Hmm. Um, I can try with most of them. Okay, so the obvious one is keeping your jack-o'-lantern lit through the night, which what kind of asshole is blowing? We'll talk about that later, but like who's blowing out their jack-o'-lantern? The candles don't last long. Um, okay, so that's one. The second one is that you need to be giving out candy. So we're we're giving out candy if if people are saying trick-or-treat. That that's one of them, right? Yeah. Okay. And that's all I got. 
That's all I can kind of remember. I know. What are well, like? What are the other rules? Um, well, he says check your candy. The the principal. Well, it's kind of like that. so. So you always got to hand out candy. You don't blow out the jack o' lantern mm-hmm. before midnight. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the costume. You always got to wear a costume. Mm, you dress up, yeah. Yeah. And then um, then respecting the dead. And just like yeah. And so. honestly, I think don't fuck with these rules because you will end up dead. I think about Santa Claus a little bit when I watch this movie. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. If I don't do the right thing, you're not going to buy me presents. Too fucking bad. I'm an adult. I'll buy my own presents. Like, as a kid, seemed very threatening. As an adult, you're like, fuck you, Santa. Like, what what, what are you going to do now? I'm, yeah. I'm grown. Absolutely. I'll buy that Lego set on my own. Yeah. Like a grown-ass adult man. Yeah. I'll even wrap it and put it under my tree. <laughs> Absolutely. I think all of these... Um, those are I fair mean, and th- easy rules. I think those are fair and easy rules. Yeah. You should be respecting the dead at all times of the year. So... You know, I was curious, even talking about um, where we land as far as how this feels as an anthology, because like when you're watching it, again, you know, it, it ties itself together mm-hmm. quite a bit, right? Or maybe too much for it to be necessarily like an anthology per se. I think you could argue either, but I think the way that this movie is discussed, and I think even the way maybe we talk, we'll talk about it a little bit is you know just at least acknowledging kind of separating out like kind of like the core stories of each one and so where do you land as far as how many stories would you say you like what four five six i mean i i think there's what five okay so wikipedia broke it down really well into six pieces but i would argue that the the sixth piece kind of fits into the fifth so I would I would say there's for for the sake of ease of conversation we could do it as six. So you've got your opening, which is obviously robot and knight. Is that what he is? He's a robot. He's a robot too. Oh no! Right? No? Yeah, he was Leslie, like a knight or Leslie something. Bibb sorry. Yeah, she's or Emma. she. She yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I just I literally just watched this movie before we started yep i've seen it a lot of times i've seen this movie a lot um so we've got that one and then yeah so you've got got that you've got the opening then you've got um the principal who is stephen wilkins um that's that's one full story of him being a serial killer and pretend vampire um then you have your halloween school bus massacre which includes the the tweens that are pranking the the witch girl Rhonda and um that also includes the story of the drowned children in the school bus of course so it ties those two together then you've got what we would call surprise party which is your werewolf girls um I feel like Anna Paquin was like way too famous at the time to even be in this movie like she was having like the best time um career wise at at those like mid mid aughts what was like i mean outside of true blood like, and true blood. x-men she was in all those x-men movies well the reason she is 
I mean, the reason I figured she was in this movie and just like the reason like Brian Cox is in this movie mm-hmm. and as well as a couple others is, you know, just to address the elephant in the room, this movie is produced by Brian Singer, who yeah. is noted fucking he's pervert and creep and uh, who directed- Oh, I didn't know he, he's, he's a pervert and creep. I know nothing about him personally. I just know what movies he was making. What's oh. his deal? Yeah, well, I'm not gonna go into all of it. Well, you have to. But just, just but just bad things, along, bad things. like dating back to even like on the set of you remember that movie Apt Pupil? Yes. Like he, there was like allegations of like you know underage boys talking about you know just just weird sexual pressure and just I don't yeah. know it's it's like a whole thing and then he uh, a lot of people oh. came forward. He is you know sorry lack lack of a better term but yeah very rightfully kind of canceled pretty hard yeah uh, no i i had no idea obviously i don't um i don't read enough so that is probably the reason why yeah i see like those connections because i because he did a lot of the x-men yeah yeah he did those first two x-men movies Mm -hmm. but sorry i don't want to derail us but yeah so the uh surprise party with anna paquin yeah so you've got um surprise party with anna paquin i was like what were we even talking about um then you go into sam and the bus driver so you've got who you don't know is the bus driver but uh um stephen wilkins neighbor who hates halloween and is a big grump um and dresses up his dog to scare away trick-or-treaters and his interaction with sam and then it has a little conclusion piece the conclusion piece being the situation with the school bus kids coming for revenge and Sam going, going back to the beginning of the story. I would think everything with the bus driver, both the Sam parts and the kids coming back are all one thing. So that's, that's what I was saying. So it's like, it's broken into two and I feel like that's really just part five. So, you know, we can, we can just, we can combine those two together. Well, gosh, I mean, um, thoughts off the top of your head. Do you have one that sticks out? You know, like I said, it's hard because they all kind of intertwine a little bit. But are there any kind of key kind of set pieces that you feel, you know, are really that really stand out in this movie? Yeah, there's I have a lot of favorite things. I will say, though, the opening really is fun for me because it it sets the stage for one, how ridiculous this movie will be, but also I, I just, I liked the whole, like the vibe of it. I remember it so clearly. Cause when I watched that opening scene, I was like, I'm going to fucking love this movie. I remember watching it for the first time. And I like that it starts with that, um, trick or treat, uh, trick or treating safety video. Like I love an old timey, um, safety video um so i i really like that it starts there i and... love an old-timey safety video I like yeah that. you know like they'll <laughs> pop up every now and then in a movie but i also really love leslie bibb um i, I just imagine her... what <laughs> just no sorry sorry safety videos? <laughs> sorry sorry i'm i'm still stuck on that i just imagine you just sitting just fucking excited in the back room of some store you're watching these hr videos yes and just being so stoked on it i love it oh my gosh i i do love i do love hr training videos they are delightfully dumb Um, good for you 
sorry. <laughs> They're so the acting is so bad. Like just just give me a PowerPoint. I don't need the video. Um, but you know, we we love a, a safety video, and I kind of wanted more of it. Like I wanted it to last a little bit longer. It was it was short lived. But Leslie Bibb, I love. I watched a lot of her on a show called Popular um in the early 2000s and um I remember just falling in love with her and thinking she was so great and um her character is absolutely the opposite of the person that I would ever want to interact with she says she hates Halloween she wants to take down Halloween decorations that night did you see all those decorations yeah I um one love Leslie Bibb um, I mean, I think I think I know her best from is probably um, Talladega Nights. Yeah, she's so good at Talladega Nights. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> um, and then oh, I'm, I'm, I feel bad. I forget the other dude's name, um, but he's he's in Battlestar Galactica. That's how, oh, I, yeah. that's how I recognize him. He's also but, in Dollhouse, which we've brought yeah. up before. <laughs> yeah that makes sense <laughs> he looks yeah he just yeah he looks like he would be in some early aughts sci-fi show Absolutely. he just got that look i don't know i a like it that's a, it's a compliment he was yeah. um he was great in Battlestar. so it's been a long time since i've seen it so yeah i didn't understand <laughs> for someone who like hates halloween so much like leslie bibb does she's like First of all, like, I mean, he must love Halloween so fucking much because for someone to hate Halloween like she does, that's a lot of decorations and that's Uh, a lot of thought into that costume. And also it looks homemade. That looks like a homemade costume, like a well-made homemade costume. But it's like, really, if you hate Halloween, you're going to run your ass to the Walgreens, grab a mask and, you know, call it a day. Yeah, right. So, and she's like you know my mother's gonna have an aneurysm when she comes tomorrow we need to get all this down now and i'm just like then why did you like go through like why did you at least decorate that much to that extent like the whole yeah. yard was just full just like done a my lantern like i like that puts my front yard to shame same like and i was thinking like and this lady like hates halloween get out get yeah. out of here like we're over here living for Halloween with 25% of the de- the decorations that she has in her front yard. And, you know, she's just in the worst mood and is like, start, start the video. And I'm like, Oh, this is a, this is a thing for, for you guys. You got, you got your video. Okay. Nature um, specials. But also like, how long did she, again, how long did you think it was going to take to clean up those decorations? Because the video is going to be over by the time you're done. It's going to be over. And he's going to be finished with whatever he's working on upstairs. Also, help her with the fucking decorations if you want to get laid. Like, yeah, I'd be like, if, if this is what if this is what's getting in the way, let's... Yeah, yeah, here, come on. Let's, let's the get all this fucking shit in the box. Yeah. Yeah. I, um... Even if that dude loved Halloween, it's like, look, I don't love it that much. Like, let's. Yeah, you know, I'm going to I'm going to need to get some tonight. <laughs> so first thing it does. Yeah, she, you know, burns out or blows out that um, jack-o'-lantern. She's following all the other rules, you know, yeah. so be cool. I mean, I guess she didn't have the opportunity to see her like more deliberately respect the other ones. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so I mean, 
you know, she, you know, there's a, there's a couple of fake outs, you know. Yeah, I like I mean, the fake out of the, the guy in the, the white mask. Yeah. Excuse me, false face. False face, right. And even then she was like smiling to herself, seeing like trick or treaters and stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, do you really hate this shit that much? You were in the yeah. fucking parade. Um, yeah. Like there's so many degrees of participation that you just leapfrogged right over to Maybe get to she- like, Maybe she's a really supportive partner. Like he loves Halloween and she's like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna fully participate in this for you, but fuck those decorations, they're coming down tonight. You know, it well, she was it was nice of her. She didn't have she could have been like, fuck man, go to bed, get over yourself. But she's like, Hey, yeah. all right. But my turn is put on that tape. Yeah. And and Sam is not having any of it. I'm assuming his name is Sam because of people mispronouncing Sawin as Sam Hain. And so they're calling him Sam. That's my hmm. guess. Okay. Sure. Yeah. But I did think it was um pretty impressive because it like it really shows like he is having trouble dragging her corpse back into the yard after, you know, he like, you know, yeah. covers her with the sheet and you know slits her throat with the whatever and yeah. with the with a little lollipop but like damn like you know for how much you struggle pulling her back in to put her back up on that on that post like that no that was just her head if you it's look just her head yes this is one of my favorite parts of this opening scene is how um henry how henry finds her so he's kind of looking like at the tree because they had like like body like fake body parts and limbs hanging her leg and her arm are hanging from the tree like you can see her wedding ring on her it's her hand and her leg and he kind of he starts to like look at it and that's when the light starts flashing from where her head is so I think he like took her like dismembered her um and then shoved that lollipop right in her mouth which looks amazing yeah, so I I really I'm like that poor guy, he's going to be traumatized forever. Um that but that's a pretty a pretty fun kill even though it it is off-screen, um which I think most of the kills are off-screen in this movie. And it's funny that we bring up just the one that's we start, you know, <laughs> that we bring up the yeah. opening is one that one that sticks out to us. But yeah, no, I love that just like the way it just sets the tone. It's really fun. Um again, you get the silliness and you get the blood splatter so it's mm-hmm. it still all fits within i wonder what probably it wouldn't be good but like i wonder what like a pg-13 or pg-1408 cut of this movie would look like because you said there are a lot of the deaths are off screen so i wonder like yeah you know but i do know that there's like some pretty specific like shots to like you know bones broken and protruding and like you know this and then yeah a lot of the the kid violence i suppose yeah there's still gore yeah there's kid violence and language and i think there's a a boob shot in the the werewolf scene so there's there's some boobs Mm. for a moment um but i just wonder like well there's boobs in titanic it's pg-1408 well that was that was a big deal that was yeah. a real big deal. You know, all those, all the, all the teenagers were like, yes, well, one ticket to Titanic, please. <laughs> <laughs> to see some, some of Kate Winslet's titties today. <laughs> oh, well, you know. Literally all the, all the 14 year old boys were like, oh yeah. No comment. No comment. <laughs> um, so, 
so I think what, you know, the, the scenes that always kind of stick out to me the most were probably just all the, all the stuff with, with Dylan Baker, um, who, I mean, I remember most from being Dr. Kurt Connors before he turns into the lizard in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Um, but he plays, um, and he was, I mean, he was also in, I don't know. There's this like dumb show with Nathan Fillion where like, they like drove cars and that was like the whole thing maybe it was like some like a heist or like a race or a contest or something i can't remember but i think he was in it too i I gotta watch my tangents yeah um but and also the kid from bad santa yeah every everything with i mean i started with the opening because it like had like a a wow effect for me but i really like every single segment of this movie and um the character of stephen wilkins is probably the funniest character in this movie like he has he has a lot of like comedic beats along with just being creepy and like i i just know more like he's the principal but he's also a serial killer and then he moonlights as a vampire on Halloween night. Like, what is your life, sir? Also, I think his mom or his mom, his wife, I think is, is dead. Um, from, he says something along those lines at some point. So I'm like, did he, did he murder his wife? Who knows? Um, who knows what's I going agree. on with this dude? Yeah. And you've got the, yeah, no, I just I, th- I think it was fun. I like the uh, again, it's very um, PG fourteen oh eight to have the kid, um, but I enjoyed it. But to have um, the bad Santa kid, like you know, like vomiting up like the streams of chocolate, you know, it was very like Willy Wonka a little bit. Yeah it it also looks like it's a reddish brown, like to kind of like is it blood is there blood in there like probably because he is poisoned um and something that i didn't realize until this watch and i can't stress i've seen this movie probably at least gosh 10 times i didn't realize that there was a second body already in that grave that's who was alive i i thought that he like killed the the boy then and there and then decided to chop his head off later or something it was like oh there was already another body in that grave that's what I thought too. And it looked like, and I, but yeah, but like when the hand was like moving, it almost looked like it was like, it was like a kid like wearing like a clown costume with like a sleeve with like the yellow yeah. with the stripes or something. I can't remember. A little yeah. Bit of it had some kind of frilly, frilliness on the, um, yeah. on the sleeve. Yeah. So that had confused me a little bit too. Um, when also, gosh, I'll just be referencing dumb movies tonight. When you had mentioned just the uh, the mix of like the red and the brown, it just reminded me of that movie that looks like came out the same year called Blood and Chocolate. Do you remember that? It's mm-hmm. really bad. It's about a werewolf, but I and I'd never seen it, but I just remember the trailer playing before Rocky comes back as an old man. Sylvester mm. Stallone movies in yeah. that trailer playing ahead of it, and I was like, this is very weird. But this is more of like the uh, plays to the underworld crowd, I think, more than yeah. people seeing the new Rocky movie in 2007. But um, yeah, I liked everything with him. I liked um, 
<laughs> I like him just throwing a finger to the dog. I'm like, that's probably if you're trying to like hide this out, you probably shouldn't just be like throwing body parts I around. I know. But, I thought so, the same thing. And I, I'm glad that that dog wasn't in any danger there. Um, he just, you know, he just got his like finger snack. But yeah, I, I also, I, what I really enjoy is that you, you meet the neighbor like that early on and, you know, you even see him get attacked through the window. And I like that you get the other perspective of that later on in the movie is really fun. So that's one of the fun things about that. I love, I love when you flip perspectives in stories, it could be horror, comedy, drama, whatever it is. I like seeing it from, from different angles, but yeah, I absolutely agree. I think everything like in, um, with Stephen Wilkins, his character is so fun. And I love that they kind of trick you also into thinking, you know, that he's going to stab his son in the head. But it's actually, you know, them carving into that little boy's head together. So he's like grooming him. Yeah, I um, didn't trust that kid from the get go because of the red curly hair in the overalls. <laughs> Oh, I was I like, even, yeah, that little kid looks like fucking Chucky. I do not fucking trust him. Good and I uh, just don't trust little kids in overalls, I think. Mm. Yeah, so no, not having it. But I, I did like that, though. I feel I feel a little bad for the for that poor kid. Well, one, because, you know, he's probably not his fault. And then two, he's, he's just orphaned now. Yeah. And Gosh, I mean, you could make a whole movie about him being adopted by someone and how that pans out. So he could he could fit into creepy <laughs> creepy kid care, uh, territory real fast. I think that was the origin story um, before. Uh, one of those movies with John Ritter, Problem Child. You ever see those movies? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So same idea, just like it was the. Uh, this is the prequel. It also serves as a prequel to Problem Gosh. Child. So, it, all ties, it all ties together but i liked him being you know he was really nice at the end just sitting on the like handing out candy to like other kids when they came mm-hmm. by so that was very kind of him like but maybe he's i don't know gonna try to take up the mantle on his own though i don't know he's got a, he's got a mortgage to pay now i don't, I don't know yeah no he's definitely gonna end up in the orphanage i mean he's the principal people are gonna notice he's missing come monday morning like yeah you know, so I, I think that kid, that kid will be well taken care of, hopefully, yeah. and uh, doesn't continue to carve heads. Well, it's still early enough in the school year where I would hope that, you know, they'd be able to get somebody in that principal spot pretty quickly and look for And I think that'd be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. This movie doesn't take place in a real town. Um, I looked up Warren Valley, Ohio. And yeah, it's like, fictional. Yeah. But um, yeah, and I was just thinking of like all the things that happened in Ohio. Um, the only thing that really like comes, well, I'm sure there's more, but the only thing that comes to mind is Nightmare on Elm Street. I feel like that's the biggest string of child murders to happen in Ohio before this yeah. movie. Yeah, and right? this um, the Springwood, Ohio. But yeah, this movie makes me think. I'm like, do I have to live in Ohio to have a town that celebrates Halloween as? like heavily as this one because there's parades everybody's decorating like it's so lovely you know I I really feel like uh California does not celebrate Halloween in the way that uh like the Midwest would so 
that that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know. I just moved to a new neighborhood and you know, there's, there's a promising number of houses that have Halloween decorations out. So okay. I'm, I'm hoping it'll be a fun night because I'm going to eat you all like, that candy. Do you like giving, <laughs> do bought. you like giving out candy to kids? Uh, I love it. I think it's fun, you know, especially, yeah, I don't know. I, I love the, the creativity of people's costumes. I think yes. it's always fun. And then, um, cause there's always some kids that are always like, yeah, dude, like I, I love the kids that still go out like rep Freddy Krueger. I'm like, when is, yeah. when, how do kids have any concept? It's like, yeah. it's like the, it's like the parents won at the yeah. Freddy versus Jason. It's like kids these days have no idea who Freddy Krueger is. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I absolutely like Annabelle agree. And shit. I miss giving out candy so much because I mean, obviously like Phil's still young enough where we take him trick-or-treating, which is still kind of fun because then you get to see like some of the people's costumes, like at the doors, but I loved giving out candy to kids. Like even before, you know, like just seeing kids in creative costumes was what really got me. I'm like Halloween's biggest, like hype woman. Like I'm like high five, like air high-fiving parents that are like getting it right. Like, you know, like just cheering on these kids. Um, I, I loved it. Do you leave candy at your door at your house? Yep. Okay, good. Do, do you leave, do you leave a sign like that asshole saying like one piece at a time? No, good. it's so you just go you know, for it. People, you're going to grab what you're going to grab. I expect that most people would be courteous by grabbing a handful like that to me is realistic. Grab a handful of candy. If you take the whole bowl, fuck it. Who cares? I don't want it in my house anyway. So when I get home, typically there's still candy in the bowl. There's not that many trick-or-treaters in my neighborhood because, it, you know, it's like a city suburb. So like, I think a lot of the, the families will drive to actual suburbs to get a good string of houses where there's um, people giving out candy, but you'd be surprised um, if you have a child like mine who's willing to walk upstairs of apartment buildings and just be like, hey, trick or treat me. <laughs> um, then there's a lot of people giving out candy. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, I appreciate that you don't, you know, do the one piece only thing, you know, just like, no. Just like how I wish social services were in this country. I think that if you just count on people to take what they need, then you'll be, you know, I think just, you know, unsurprised to find that people will just get what they need and take care of themselves, whether it's some, and sometimes it is going to be six Kit Kats and that's okay. Yeah. You know, it all works itself out. I've even thought about, you know, once he's trick-or-treating on his own and he's like, older you know running around with his friends that i might get one of those i don't know if you've seen these costumes um it's like a like a full body like leotard situation where it's all black and then you can like just kind of blend in so i would hide in the bushes and have like a sign that says please take one and then anybody who takes more than one i will scare the shit out of them and just pop out of those bushes that's the dream um (laughs) i would have planned for the future I would scare the kids that took one and say, <laughs> and say it's Halloween. Break the fucking rules. I know we're talking about a movie that's very sad when you're following the these rules. rules. But that's, and that's also my little pushback with trick or treat too, is I'm like, no, it's Halloween. It's anarchy. Fuck the rules. Like it's, yeah. you don't, you don't leave the lights on. You smash the pumpkins. 
It's just like Billy Corgan said. Well, and the and the the old school rules were if you don't have a treat, you're like some mischief is going to happen to you. Like some mischievous shit is going to happen. So, you know, that was like the original like theme of trick or treat was you, you give me the fucking treat or I I'm going to toilet paper your house. I'm going to smash that jack-o'-lantern, whatever it may be. I am. So yeah, you know, lean, lean into it, lean into the chaos. I was confused a little bit um, with the whole, uh wilkins being a vampire but not situation because how how does he kill that woman in the alley if he's well, not, i mean like, he, he did he did bite her. her like if you does get that have... do you get a, the right nerve in the neck i mean you could you could bleed out even with those like plastic teeth those were not have... plastic those were nice ones when she when the werewolf girl pulls them out um she's like mm. nice because they look they look legit um, like they're made out of some sort of like, I don't know, but you would make those out of like porcelain, maybe. That scene um, for a little bit gave me Sir Michelle Geller. I know what you did last summer vibes. Oh, Just for Just when you have sure. the parade going through in the alley, even though she gets out of the alley. And then fucking, yeah. you know, Leslie Bibb and Battlestar, he's like. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's, she's like, are she's you drunk. okay? Yeah, that is not what someone looks like when they're drunk, for the record. Like, and even if she was, help she's her. hurt. Yeah, like, or if even like she looks startled and like something is wrong. So even if she was drunk, like, who cares? Like, just help her. What a terrible man. It, maybe he deserved it instead of, uh, no, she was still breaking the rules, but you know, he didn't help that girl out. Yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of a weird progression from him being like the neighborhood principal serial killer to all of a sudden moving into this role of moonlighting. I feel like that was for the sake of a twist. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I don't know if it necessarily needed to be him, you know, maybe outside of maybe feeling that the audience needs to see him get like his comeuppance at some point. Right. Cause otherwise I don't know if, like it could have just been some separate i would have followed just some separate story of a guy mm-hmm. pretending to be a vampire killing people and that was his whole thing until he gets like attacked by like real werewolves or something like that you know yeah um, i wonder if i wonder if that was maybe the original plan and they were like uh that's a lot of stories so maybe we just have it be have it be him too have it be him cause... yeah and his reaction is really great too so his um you know his scream and when he sees all the all the dead men lying around is really good like he looks genuinely terrified we can um we can back up a little bit i wanted to because i know again you know with this movie i think it's just easier to kind of like leapfrog around a little bit Mm -hmm. um just because it kind of bounces back and forth between storylines but just to kind of tie off a little bit of the the dylan baker you know stephen wilkins thread um Mm -hmm. Because right after they um, they reveal that the kid and him are going to cut up Bad Santa Boy's face, um, then we're introduced to uh, the young woman at the Halloween store, the, at the costume mm-hmm. store, right? With, I mean, yeah. most famously, you know, Anna Paquin in that group, and then mm-hmm. with the other four. Um, and then Sorry. this, and then this little pervert child, right? That like He's- needs. 
he is too young to be doing that. I, I feel like, I'm sorry, he's not too young to be doing that. He might be doing it and not even realizing that he's doing anything wrong, but he's too young to be doing that for the purpose that like he seems to be doing it for. Like he's clocking in at about six or seven years old. Like that's not, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. You, you were a six, seven year old boy at one point. Like, were you trying to see like tits and ass, like in public at that age? No, I would have been um, like or in public ever, especially in a Halloween store. I, yeah. I feel like I would be just way more distracted by all the other things. And then also just, gosh, I mean, just going from I mean, unless like I'm like I have like I have like my, you know, let's see, six years old. So this would have been I was um, I was Raphael specifically from Ninja Turtles three. Um, when he's in like the kind of like samurai garb, um, nice. and double so costume, I'd be, yeah. So I'd be like, I want to, I want to try this on. Who's taken up so much time inside these things? You know, and that's why maybe I'd be, I'd be like pounding at the door, being like, "Ladies, get out!" I yeah, need to see if this fits. I need to be a ninja turtle. Exactly. Yeah. I don't so care that, about your business. So that's kind of a weird moment. And then the other thing that bothers me about that is that so you know they're talking about just totally inappropriate things like yelling over you know the the fitting uh, room stalls and the woman like bangs on the door and she's like ladies there are children out here and i'm like are we not going to acknowledge what that little boy was doing like you're not going to correct that behavior i don't know if he belongs to her but um you know i'd be like who's whose child is this like who's the mom here like having those moments is super awkward but she should have done it yeah, I wasn't sure. Was it the mom that was like, oh, excuse me, there's children out here. You ladies need to stop talking. I wasn't sure I if she was, was the mother of that kid, right? Makes sense. Either and way, then, like reprimand that kid. Yeah, I don't know. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I was I was confused a little bit at first, but I guess you're, I guess you're following the general kind of fairy tale vibes a little bit. But I was like yeah. thinking like, wait, are they like Disney princesses? Because then it's like, why are you? Just all wearing Red Riding Hood and sexy costumes. Have... Yeah, yeah, so you have Red Riding Hood, you have Little Bo Peep, you have Snow White, and then Cinderella. Okay, so yeah, I guess it's so all kind Little of Bo like... Peep. Sorry, I said Beep. Um, little, little Bo Beep. Little Bo that's, Beep. That's like a little. That's a little robot. Little Bo Peep. Oh, that's cute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so they're just wearing generally sexy costumes. Like I think the vibe was supposed to be that they just picked up the first thing that they saw, but they happened to have two Disney princesses, which maybe if we would have swapped one of those out for something else it would have worked but her sister the blonde the blonde one like makes a lovely cinderella she <laughs> totally fits the part um yeah so i like that they're wearing you know the sexy costumes and but one thing i will say i mean i've seen some slutty costumes um in my day and i've worn some and those costumes are pretty tame considering like you're literally trying to lure men into the woods. I mean, not hard to lure men into the woods, but yeah. like, you don't need, you, you do not need that amount of cleavage to lure. Yeah. Like, but I was like, oh, Arnie, Arnie young kids like a woods. little bit, a little bit shorter with the skirts. Like they're all wearing like very long skirts and things like that. And it's all cleavage, but I'm, um, I just I thought that was kind of a, a funny thing. Like I'm like they could have gone with sluttier costumes. Well, you can go to a Renaissance Fair for that. If I'm wanting to see cleavage, <laughs> yeah, you know, 
Come on. Exactly. In a, in a long dress. But yeah, I like how easy it is for them to round up and just be like, we, we're we going to a party. We need a date. And they literally follow them into the woods. That's great. It's great. Yeah, I am not about... I like Halloween parties. I just don't like them um, in the woods or in a cornfield or... I don't know. Anywhere that you're generally going to have just murderous things happen. Yeah. And like, I mean, I'm not that much of a, a spontaneous person, but like it could be the hottest person in the world if they were like, hey, like I just met you tonight and I need a date for this Halloween party. You want to come with me in the woods? I'd be like, no, <laughs> no. As a woman or a man, I just, I don't feel like that would be my vibe, but bet that many, many a person has. And, you know, yeah, if I was that dude, I would absolutely at that time. Yeah, like, I think maybe. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're supposed they're supposed to be in their early twenties, so you know, who's believing that he's off in twenty minutes from the Halloween costume store on Halloween? Like, are you abandoning your job because your ass should be there all night? Well, who's working there that late? Who's still getting? I mean, others outside the zone. Yeah, I guess a lot of people are still buying costumes yeah. this late at night. Jeez. Yeah, they are. This late into Halloween, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe you had no plans, no costume, and then, like, you know, some random girl walks up to you and is like, hey, you want to go to a party in the woods? So you're like, shit, I have to get myself to that costume store. I did, like, um, you know, silly little things, you know, that they bring up where mom always thought she was the runt of the litter. And, you know, like, talking about things, like, in, like, you know, animal or dog terms, but of course, literally they mean like, yes, you know. Yeah. And she also, um, the sister, when she's trying to get Anna Paquin to come out of the fitting room, knocks on the door and says, or I'll huff and I'll puff. And then she's like, no, seriously, get it, like, come out of the, out of the uh, fitting room. Yeah. They did some cute things. And like, you know, he says like, what big eyes you have. And then she says it to him right before she eats him. Also, okay. The makeup effects that they do on Anna Paquin when she's like not fully like morphed into a werewolf, she looks fucking hot. Yes, <laughs> right. So I was hot. thinking that. Um, it's like you're like, wait, like, why is this so attractive that she looks like a monster woman? <laughs> like, she looks amazing. I yeah. I love that makeup that they put her in. My favorite was when, you know, before she meets them out in the woods you know because anna packwood's like you know hanging around trying to find somebody after the other three go in that van the like the news van or whatever um her just looking around i they didn't i wish they did it for a little bit longer where she's like looking just trying to scan to find like a guy and she sees like one guy that's in the horse costume and then she, then she finds out and then like the woman is like you know reveals to be like yeah. the back of the horse you know yeah. and she's like oh darn it you know and then yeah. even though that like kind of like a Viking person that reveals to be, you know, a woman, I'm like, I don't know, from the back, they got pretty big hips. Like that's that yeah. shape. Well, and she also know. kind of made a face like, like, wait, whoa, was I just attracted to this woman? Like she makes like a very surprised look. So I'm like, you know, maybe next time, maybe next time you lure a woman into the woods instead. I don't know. She at least maybe not that one because she seemed like she would fucking She'd throw fuck down them up yeah. a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> she's an actual Viking that was in a costume. Yeah, <laughs> it was just yeah. How it was. 
I think the effects are are fun enough, like for how how heavy they have to go with the uh, CGI. Like I like the um the sister like kind of slicing open like down the middle of her back and pulling her skin off, like almost like a I don't know how to how to describe that motion, like what you'd be peeling like back. Oh yeah, kind kind of. Oh, like, I guess like here. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that, like that double hand pull that she does on her back. It looks really, it looks really fun. So I, I like this idea of these, uh, of course they make it like super over the top sexual when they're transforming, you know, which feels very 2007 and this is, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I like, I like these just hot werewolf bitches, just literally, um, just going off in, in the woods, just eating men. I like, I like how, um, I guess regardless of if they're werewolves or if they're witches or if it's, you know, yeah, any sort of thing, if it just involves a group of women, there's always some dancing around a fire in the woods situation. Um, and no, I've got, you know, like, you know, like the vibes I was getting definitely are like, you know, like from dusk till dawn, you know? um when they're all turning the only thing that kind of ruins it for me is um that fucking awful 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 marilyn manson cover of that eurythmic song and which had been used already in other horror movies probably a few um yeah they could have put anything else there i like Hey, Marilyn Manson has a couple bangers. I'll yeah, say it. I'll say yeah. it. Maybe embarrassingly so. Yeah. Um, and but uh just these like string of like whatever he just like covers some song from the 80s. So like it was like this. He did like Tainted Love. He yes. did Personal Jesus. Um oh, yeah. fucking full circle. He did This is Halloween from Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, um, really? And, oh, and they're all just so fucking awful. And they all they're sound They're all pretty the, much the same. They all sound the exact same. Yeah, they're same. the same. Yeah. And so that that song or that that was the only thing I was like, oh Jesus. <laughs> this is Okay, what's bad. your what's your favorite Marilyn Manson song? Dope show. If you have one. Oh, Dope Show is good. I like the beautiful people. Yeah. I think that one's my my favorite. Oh, I just yeah. remember specifically, yeah, the the Dope Show video and thinking, I wondering if it was filmed in the same area where like, I don't know, just it was giving me vibes of the um where that command center was in the Power Rangers show in the early nineties, you know? Um yeah. just like out there, kind of like in the desert, especially with that lighting that, that yeah, like, yeah. kind of like I don't know, like that tint that's over the whole thing. So yeah, because like, they're then, trying to make it look like the- Yeah, right. So I don't know. I don't so then I just think of like that that command center, that building from <laughs> Power Rangers, and then also like aren't there like aren't there like like cops like spanking each other and just all the I don't know what was going on in that Remember. dope show video. I think yeah. just a lot yeah. of just Mar- like- Marilyn Manson also has um some like some crazy shit that he's done and has allegations against him as well of uh domestic abuse and like fucking torture, um, which hasn't, you know, he has had no consequences um that I know of yet. Um, but yeah, I just recently learned about that too. Um so there you have it. Yeah. So um, ugh, it's all ongoing yeah. theme. 
Um, so, so the, the theme, the moral of the story is, is, you know what, like, let these, these werewolf women, uh, just eat men, <laughs> let them, let them have their, their man buffet. <laughs> They're doing dogs, yeah. really. Right. Well, and especially if they were like, you know, it, it works out easy if it's, you know, like say Wilkins trying to kill her. It's like, you know, Hey, if it's all, it's all shitty people that y'all are mm-hmm. eating up like that's okay i'm fine with that yeah go for it but okay the other thing that that i think you know obviously they use this as a way to throw you off the first time thing where you know they keep talking about her first time and i was like wait like her first time wolfing out her first time eating some like a person like what what is the first time piece of things um and i think they refer to her as a virgin too which is feels like weird language to use for that but i guess i guess it would work you know so they're they're trying to throw you off with that which i was like okay fine that's cute whatever so yeah that's that's a that's a fun one too um let's let's talk about this halloween school bus massacre situation and of course this is 2007 so we do get uh the use of the r word twice um, twice yeah for for Rhonda. um and i i'm reading Rhonda as being on the spectrum of autism is that that's that's actually what's happening because yeah she um i don't i don't see her being like like level of special needs i'm assuming the kids on the bus are but they call them disturbed and um disturbed and troubled disturbed and troubled and i was like at what year is this number one and number two um disturbed and troubled is very different than having like special needs um so I'm like, I'm assuming that that's just, you know, the year speaking, speaking there. But um, yeah, I, w- I was interested in that. And also like to pick the most terrifying costumes for these children on the bus. I know. I'm like, <laughs> no, you, why no one wants to hang out with them. <laughs> when you, when you tell me a kid is like troubled and disturbed, I'm thinking like young Michael Myers exactly i'm thinking like a child that is seemingly of a clear state of mind and maybe has like sociopathic tendencies or you know is like murdering animals or you know doing terrible things to other children i i don't know vandalizing things just <laughs> the list goes on vandalizing and things and murdering animals i'm good for some i'm good for some healthy public property destruction yeah you know it's all part of the it's all part of the tricks you know yeah in the trick i mean i would i would be like oh okay like that's you know behavior that like as a parent you'd be like you wouldn't be excited to share for um playing and then also just yeah i guess just these particularly nasty children that yeah. are you know led by what's her macy i think is her name mm-hmm. um they She's really bitch yeah macy. they just go they go a long way to sell this i'm like yes. there's already all the collecting of jack-o'-lanterns up until you know she's like tells like wilkins like oh it's for unicef i'm like yeah. why is some why is some child out collecting jack-o'-lanterns for unicef on halloween <laughs> the halloween like, what a weird 
but I like Wilkins yeah. is like, ah, oh, you know, it's for a good cause. Sure. You know, but, um, yeah. So to do all that, you could have just gotten those jack lanterns anyway, or made that not part of the story, you know, like you really just, you could have just walked out there on your own and just said like, oh, let's just, here's the story. Let's go down there. Why are we offering all the jack-o'-lanterns? I'm other assuming than... she like maybe did some research and was like, oh, this will make the story feel more legit or like it gives them a reason to go down to the lake area. But Rhonda obviously is very like pro Halloween. She knows all the rules. She follows them. She carved a million jack-o'-lanterns like a champ. I love so, Rhonda. Yeah, Rhonda's great. Uh, she's the MVP of this movie, honestly. Maybe, well, I, I do like Stephen Wilkins as well, but Rhonda makes it out. Um, she's fucking cold. I love she it. She <laughs> leaves their asses, which I think is great. But you know what? Not only did they like pull this prank on her, but the way that they like play her crush on that boy to it as well. Like they're like, we're just going to fade into the background while you like kind of like chat her up and like, you know, get her excited to come, you know, to this thing. And I'm like, that's fucked. That whole situation is fucked. We've talked about pranks before. Not cool. And when she fell on that rock, you're like, oh, okay, this is why we don't do pranks. You might accidentally murder someone. I thought that was, and of course, you know, yeah, fuck those kids. Fuck every single one of them. And yeah, fuck them all. Except for Rhonda, of course. But like when the boy she liked, uh, uh, schrader i think was his name Mm. um then he's like all of a sudden like okay guys we've gone too far like hey let's you know we need to take care of her let's get her back and i'm like dude you've gone this fucking far like you're too late you all fucking suck you all deserve to die so it it was great watch you know of course you know all off screen and what was Rhonda gonna do you can't get more than three people up there safely anyway and there were three people plus Rhonda. So Rhonda's just like, you know what? Like, you know, I'll it's extra you. safe. Just one. So I'm just going to do that. And just go yeah, up. Not, not opening this gate. That's what's extra safe. Yeah. I, I really love that. She, um, she even like, I wonder if she actually changed her mind at that moment, or if she decided to do like a fake out where she's like, gonna unlock it never mind i'm pressing the up button bitches i loved that <laughs> treat motherfuckers that's what i would have said that's what was headed up in that elevator oh my gosh yeah so that was cool so yeah she's cold i fucking loved yeah. it i was like then for sam her. sam's like hats off to you like, sam's like we, we're good we're good you and me yeah your pumpkin's right lit things. yeah that was the only reason i thought they would bring the pumpkins is so you could continue that whole like you know if yours isn't lit, you know, you're not going to yeah. be protected or whatever. But uh, yeah, I thought that was good. Um, uh, working back just a second when they're like going out, like, yeah, like collecting these like jack-o'-lanterns. They also go to that other woman's par- party. Where, oh my gosh. Yes. The, te- where, it's the teacher, right? Where, yeah. Where they're like, I don't know. Are they having like some weird sex party in there? Wait, I, I think don't know it's just what's a very sexual halloween party like those people might have an orgy later right now they're just loosening up and uh you know doing doing all the substances to to get in the mood what does the little like boy how... say he's in a hot dog the one teacher's in a hot dog costume but fucking someone else <laughs> a pig yeah and um 
Yeah, I don't just like when they show up and then she like turns around and like shakes her asses at shakes her ass children and offers them drinks and then goes, you know, watch out for monsters out there. It's yeah. like, bitch, you're right here. You're the monster. <laughs> you're the monster. Let's get the fuck out of here, you creepy pervert. Like, I do not like that at all. Yeah, she's and she offers them a drink. Yeah. Yeah, so she must not be a teacher. She must be just a neighbor. She might I, be. Or just I hope still. she's not a teacher offering them alcohol, or just even adult. An adult offering them alcohol isn't okay, but like especially like we, we put it trust in in the, in the teachers. So you know, oh yeah, she's a mess. <laughs> she's a mess. The um, <laughs> the other kind of stray thoughts from this whole thing is yeah, you know, just I think the weird just like yeah like the weird tinted like lighting in the school bus scene um you know just gave me elm street 2 vibes right doesn't it yeah, did elm street it starts, 2 open that it way opens on the school with bus? the school bus i love that scene and i'm like are they going to be going after like their parents too that like paid this bus that all got together put their money together paid this yeah. bus driver to go drive their children all off a cliff into this quarry yeah, and i guess is- that yeah this has turned into some sort of like urban legend so people are aware that these kids like crash i guess there's just no way to prove it i guess i i don't know and also like like, that this bus driver just stayed in the same town like i would be getting the fuck out of there yeah that makes no sense because i'm like everyone knows who the bus driver was but unless everyone's just willing to hide it and then i'm like y'all need to go after that whole fuck i want to see those kids all go after the fucking family too everybody all the families yeah, get, all get your revenge i mean maybe they're just starting with the bus driver and then working their way i hope so brew that was their first stop trick-or-treating yeah yeah <laughs> yeah geez yeah just... i like i like the uh the the bus story and like how they you know show it sinking and everything is really fun love that it's still like in that in that quarry like sticking up and it's like, oh shit, the school bus is really there. And she's like, yeah, like. Oh, yeah, that part's totally true. Yeah, she's like, that, obviously. Yeah, you know the super fucked up parts? Oh, yeah, all of that's true. Uh, yeah. The pumpkin thing, I, I don't know. Yeah, I just made up some weird tradition that doesn't exist, but other yeah. than that, the story is all true. Yeah, I thought that was good. So. Yeah, Rhonda's just like, all right, I'm just going to take my wagon with my jack-o'-lantern, who Schrader says is very pretty. I've never heard someone call their jack-o'-lantern pretty before. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, But I think that was him just trying to work the situation. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. for sure. For sure. Like, it sucks. Which I guess does kind of lead us into um, this fucking bus driver, uh, played by Mm -hmm. Brian Cox, who Mm -hmm. is you know kind of a halloween humbug which makes sense because he murdered a shit ton of children a yeah. long time ago on halloween and yeah. that should haunt him because he's a fuck you know um, yeah and his breathing is so good like i don't know what what made them decide to have him breathe that way but it is very off-putting and and creepy and i guess just is maybe supposed to be like a a signal of like for health i don't know um but i i love seeing this whole perspective from the other side for him and um his super cute dog that scares off the trick-or-treaters of which i don't know why his bark would sound like that just from a costume 
I know. Um, and then also like, so I couldn't tell because it would have been off screen. Does that dog die? I don't think so. You never, right. you never hear you that. The like, dog, you, never you don't hear, hear like that, a uh, yelp. Yeah. It's usually that, that yelp that you hear when yes. something happens. And, and I watched it with subtitles and I heard like whimper when the, when the dog goes upstairs. I don't think we see the dog after that, but yeah. I would say, Hey, that dog. Well, fuck. He took the costume off because I was going to say the dog was wearing a costume. Mm, he He's was like, wearing a costume. Dog's trying to. He doesn't have the opposable thumbs to hand out candy. I feel like the dogs I mean, should. Realistically, are you expecting that like young children are going to stay in their costumes till midnight? No, right. like they're exactly. going to have to go to sleep. So I mean, I I don't. I think the dog. I'm going to just say the dog wore a costume, and mm. you know, I think I think he. I think the dog did its part for for what a dog could do on Halloween. So I like the name. Spite. You made it up, Steve. Yeah, I like the name Spite for a dog. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty fun. So Spike, Spite. I um, yeah. So we got this whole scene, like really, yeah, this whole like kind of final, like larger kind of set piece with them and Sam, mm-hmm. and I thought it was, you know, I think it's good. I like it. You know, the whole kind of mostly horror kind of set up notice you know he goes outside and then you see the the crossover with him and and Mm -hmm. wilkins right and you come back and then you see that you know they've gone through the dog door Mm -hmm. someone's gone through the dog door um he makes it way his way upstairs pretty quick and then you've got uh you know feels very urban legend to me goes into the room and sees you know the trick-or-treat you know yeah the whole thing um written in blood all over the walls only to be accentuated by fucking that tendon slash, you know, always. Oh, Woo. That is so hard to watch in every movie. Like I, I'm thinking about all the terrible things I've seen in movies, but there's something about that, that tendon that just really gets me. And he's Switch. got that little razor blade and that candy bar. Whew. I love that. Um, and I put that right up there with, you know, Freddy Krueger's glove. Like, you know, like what a cool fucking the lollipop. weapon. No, or the, or the lollipop. Both, and, both. yeah. And he's the got candy two, bar. He's got two cool weapons. Did, lollipop um, and the candy bar with the blade in it. Both were fucking great. I what do it. you think of the, like, the creature design, like, of Sam? You dig it? So no i don't you um, don't Ooh, tell I, me why i made a note of he, he he isn't as scary when you take the bat uh the burlap sack off his head he's kind of cute right yeah i think he's well, kind of ugly just, cute and he just kind of like you know it's kind of the same where like you know at least I, I don't know if i'm the minority on this but you know the predator looks super fucking cool and then when you took the, like when his helmet comes off at the end of the first movie you're kind of like ah. Eh, he looks cooler with the helmet on. <laughs> well, with the helmet off, he looks more just like a creature, like not like necessarily harmful. He looks menacing in the mask with the helmet. Yeah. Whereas like yeah. Sam, like, yeah, I don't know. Just like with the with the the buttons and the stitched smile and the I think all that looks good. And but just yeah, it's just the, the whole concept's really cool. But yeah, I just wasn't really feeling it when the when the bag comes off his head i don't know i i love the way he looks and maybe it's because he's kind of creepy cute but um 
yeah, I like him with, with the bag on his head or off of his head. I especially like when after the, the bag, the bag rips and then he can like eat through it. Um, so you see like his creepy little mouth, but I really like when, um, the bus driver is trying to unlock all the locks on his door and Sam is just crawling on the ceiling. <laughs> that's pretty fun. That That's a fun shot that I honestly forget every time I watch it. So I was like very pleasantly surprised to see that. And he, what really takes the cake for me on him is those pumpkin guts that when he, he doesn't bleed, he just has like pumpkin guts. Oh my gosh. It's so fun. I really, really like that. And he just kind of regenerates. You know, again, like the mix of the creative weapons and then, you know, him falling down the, you know, or the bus driver falling down the stairs because he's got like all the candy and stuff that he mm-hmm. laid down all over the steps. What Razor I think, blades. Oh, what I was wow. thinking too also is it like, you know, and it makes sense. I don't know what kind of budget Sam's working with, but I like that it's all, it's all bullshit candy too. I don't know if you want, yeah. it's all like fucking lollipops and Smarties yeah. and shit. You know, and can't and loose candy corn. You know, yeah. like who's who, no who's giving each other like handfuls of loose candy corn? I just don't. That's just the stuff he didn't want to eat. So he's like, oh, I'll use this for murder later, and I'm gonna go find some fucking chocolate. So I I wonder yeah. if the he's bus gonna leave driver... whoppers and almond joys just <laughs> yeah. all over the place. Oh, whoppers! Oh, those are the worst. Whoppers are disgusting. I actually like Smarties too. Smarties, I like Smarties. They're fine. um and then also what i noticed too like jumping a little bit is that like when the bus driver's like handing out candy at the end you know Mm. it's like fucking like those like little wrapped like butterscotches and like peppermints yeah get out of here with those fucking peppermints who the fuck i'm assuming because he was like desperately like just like needing to give out candy that he just grabbed whatever candy he had in his house or whatever candy was left at the store you know like all the shitty candy is left um i'm guessing that's what it is but also why are you keeping it in your like in your sling that's what bothered me about it he was like he had this like his arm sling and yeah dude i don't want to like eat off your bloody bandages dude like good yeah Um, no that's gross um and the, the oh the shot with the glass in his hands Ooh, that's so yucky um, yeah it's that's all pretty bad but um yeah. yeah no i thought i wish sam were a little smaller maybe but then i think you were saying earlier before we we started recording that you know you know the stunt double is certainly much larger <laughs> yeah and it is a child playing that character yeah, a very small child and you can tell by his cute little hands like he has like cute little child hands but they're like dirty um, which honestly, that's just how that age group, that's how their hands look. It's not even creepy. They probably just, he came in, put on the costume and they're like, oh good, your fingernails are already filthy. Yeah. <laughs> Weren't you saying it, it was the same kid that was perfect at the at the beginning of the movie? Yeah. So just so I don't confuse everyone, the actor who plays the little boy who's being a little perv at the costume store and the actor who is Sam is the same kid which is um, really, really cute, like that he gets to like show his face for a second. But um, it's like how yeah. in the first Ninja Turtles movie, all the people that are wearing the costumes play different roles in the movie. So like, oh. say, 
like say the dude the the domino's pizza delivery guy mm-hmm. um who's talking to michelangelo like that's yeah, the yeah. dude in the michelangelo costume playing that guy talking to you that's know so michelangelo. i never knew that so i don't think I it's maybe that. it's not like that with each of them each of the people because i think it was yeah I don't know, ah, tangent don't mind me no it's okay there this is <laughs> this is an all over the place uh situation you know it's uh it's Halloween. We're going to talk about what the fuck we want. I know, right? <laughs> we're going to talk I, about Ninja um, Turtles. We're going to talk about Ninja Turtles. Thank you. And I will. So let's so strap in, everybody. This episode's going on for another two hours. We're talking about Ninja Turtles now. And Ninja Turtles. Um, but one thing, like though, Sam. Is... I, think he's, I think he's cute and scary. And I like the sounds that he makes, especially. He makes creepy little child sounds. And it's delightful. And when he's biting his leg, oh. I love that shot of him just like, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> just, that's pretty good. Just going for it. Um, Though I'm impressed with Brian Cox. I mean, having like, again, like his ankle slashed like that, he's able to like get up pretty oh, well yeah. and like walk around after yeah, the fact. I'm like, that's pretty well. That is not how that works, man. Like you don't and get he's, back up. He's an older gentleman. So yeah. Yeah. Do you think that Sam would have killed him had he not had that chocolate bar that fell on him? Yeah. I think it was the, the only thing that saved him. The chocolate bar saved him. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I don't care that you murdered those kids in the bus. You just, you were being a, a Scrooge, a Halloween Scrooge. Yeah, dude. I mean, if like, yeah, I don't know. And the Sam, hey, if Sam's standards are that low that he'll eat. One that's like already been opened and bitten to, you know, but it was like a full size candy bar. So it's like, oh, well, fuck. Yeah, he's like, I can, ooh. I can break off the end of that and it's still, you get, you know, still a good situation going. Size. No germs. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. So that's great. I do like this idea of, I, I think the thing that, that I struggle with is that anarchy of trick or treat and Sam rolling around as this little child Halloween cop. He is. People. He's like he's like the fucking hall monitor of Halloween. So it means so sure. when you when you frame it like that, I'm just like I don't know, Sam. Like, get over yourself, dude. Like, come on. Yeah. But I do. Um, he seems to like all the chaos in between, though. So he's like, just follow this small set of rules. Other than that, you can murder people. You can play pranks on people. You just what? How Macy got it? You saw her kick that jack o' lantern right into that lake, and that was it. They would have been fine if they it wasn't. probably would have been fine if that that jack lantern was still there. They would have had time to, you know, apologize and kiss the ground that Rhonda walks on, and and it all would have been good. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, just you know, worrying about like, oh, you know, I don't want to like just go beat for beat through the movie, and I think we actually managed to kind of do that a little bit or get good overviews of each of these stories. A few detours in between. Right. I think so. Quick, quick, quick detour down to the quarry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I like that the movie kind of goes in a, in a nice little circle because you end up seeing Sam observe that jack-o'-lantern being blown out and just being like that fucking bitch. It's yeah. like I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this lollipop, fucking uh, sword, and shove it in her throat. I know it's it's it it. Well, yeah, it got my geography calibrated. I was like, oh yeah, I guess no, they all live literally 
all across yeah. the street from each other. He's like traveling three, far. Yeah. The quarry is the furthest that he went. And even who knows how long it took them to get there. Another fun thing about this movie, I like that as you're watching each character, you know, or like story happen, you're seeing other characters in the background. So when that the little boy from Bad Santa is dragging the candy in that gross, like muddy bag, ew. Um, he's like dragging it around. You see the four werewolf girls and you see um Mr. Wilkins in line to buy like groceries or something. So like, you know, you see some some different characters in the background and uh that's kind of a fun little fun little extra how they encounter each other yeah i think it was super fun and um gosh i mean i guess i any closing thoughts before we hop into a boo score no i already got my taglines out of the way early um i i am curious what is your favorite halloween candy like, what can you not resist when, like, people have, like, bowls of candy out or, like, you know, yeah, like, I, I have the pleasure of, of checking the candy for safety, of course. Um, so I, I steal the good shit. <laughs> there you go. Good. Um, like, you can have the Whoppers. But if Phil ever listens to this, I never stole your candy. It was always your dad. Yeah. I, who, well, I don't know. Probably... And there's two so it's like okay so i've got like a sweet fruity candy and i've got a chocolate candy so like oh sweet, good okay my sweet fruity is probably gonna be starburst i'm always a big starburst guy i know it's just it's just sugar like wax cubes yeah, like, yeah. and that's all, that's literally all it is like stale wax and um hot take the lemon and orange are the best ones not the pink and the red Oh my gosh. I well thought that was a hot candy take when I posted something like that on Instagram being like, because I got, you know, because the Halloween ones generally come in like little well, two yeah, packs. You, you did. I got double yellow and I was like, this is like a jackpot. Like, yeah. but everyone's like, gross, dude. But yeah, I did bring up, I think a lot of people, because yeah, mine goes the, it's like, yeah, it's the hot take rating for Starburst where it goes yellow's the best one, then orange, then red. Then pink. I give I give all the pinks to my wife. I'm pink like is, I'm good. Pink is rough. Yeah. So, but okay, I love Starburst. Your, that's your sweet. Your and I love a. Uh, I just love Milky Ways, and I like them best. I don't like a Milky Way bar, but I do like those little squares that they come in when uh. Did, around do for you the like holidays. the the? Have you ever tried the Milky Way Midnight? I don't like dark chocolate. Oh my god! Podcast no. is canceled. Um, I love I love, I love a Milky Way Midnight. Yeah. I love mint a lot, but oh, I don't yeah. like dark chocolate and it's hard because those two are generally. Oh, so you don't like the little, tandem. um, what the fuck are they called? The patties. York peppermint patties. No, yeah. York like peppermint patties. Or I'll eat, um, I feel like it's like not like real chocolate. <laughs> Same yeah. with, um, junior mints. Yeah. Junior mints. Those I'll are eat good. only junior mints. Oh, like, I'll, like, yeah, you junior don't see mints. those often. And junior mints in the fridge. Yeah, I I think my favorites are always like whatever's the rarest. Like if I can just find something that I don't normally see, but I do like those Milky Way Midnights. Those are those are one of my favorites because I only find a few. And then I also keep it classic. I like a Reese's peanut butter cup, but I only like the small ones. I don't like the larger ones. Me neither. I, I love the the small the small ones that are a little taller. 
Yes. Right? The, the, the chocolate ones. is a little bit, the, the chocolate to peanut butter ratio is better and they don't like get like squishy in the middle. Yeah. Th those are better. And then for sweet or like the more like non-chocolate candies. Um, okay. This might be a weird one, but I love Swedish fish. <laughs> My mother what? loves Swedish fish, but only oh, the, the red best. ones. Yeah, and I think that's a famous ones. thing because you can get them just red only. They don't think yes. don't think they do that with any of the other colors. I don't think. No, no. I think they started off red. Am I wrong in thinking that that they started red and then they like made the other colors? Mm, I couldn't say. Yeah, that those those are pretty yummy, and they don't uh, give me a tummy ache like some of the other gummy candies do. So. Solid, solid runner ups for me. Fillings be damned, milk duds. Um, mm. And I do love uh, Sour Patch Kids, even though they Sour will destroy my tongue if I eat. Oh, your mouth milk. is is fucked after eating Sour Patch Kids for sure. Yeah. Okay, I do like Almond Joy and Mounds as well. Ew, I was just making I fun of Almond Coconut. Joy earlier. Ew. Get out of here. Coconut's so good. I do like Raisinets too. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. I do fucking like raisinets. I love a chocolate covered raisin. <laughs> I like my, I like my candy to just have the consistency as close to plastic as much as possible. <laughs> so you have, um, I don't like red vines, but I like Twizzlers because Twizzlers are just, it's just straight up just cherry plastic. Twizzlers are so good. I, <laughs> I like red vines great. too. The texture of both of them is weird, but, uh, Twizzlers, oh, they're so good. The Twizzler pull and peel. You remember those? Do they still make those? Probably. Those were cherry flavored though, not strawberry like your Quizzlers are. So they had a different flavor to them, but it was just fun to do the the pull and peel like that. Yeah. Like I liked it. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> so now we just um, want Halloween candy. <laughs> I know. So all right. Um what's your boo score? I was really conflicted with this because I really love this movie and I rewatch it a lot. And rewatchability is a big one for me. Like that's a full boo. And you get so many fun little things. It's short. I'm going to be generous with this one. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a four after having just given like much, you know, more renowned films, lower scores. Trick or Treat gets a four. It's a fun, it's a fun movie. It's a fun time. Name a better horror anthology. Mm, I have a few that I've watched quite a few times that I love, but this one might be one of my favorites. Right. You know, I, I feel look, like, I feel like this one generally, you know, I, I don't think you can talk about, I don't think, I just don't, I don't think you can pick like the three best like horror anthology movies and like not include this one. Oh, no, absolutely not. I, I think there are some that I hold nostalgia for. Like, I love I love Creepshow, too. I've seen it a million times. It's not the best movie ever, but I it's like a comfort movie for me. I just put it on in the background sometimes because um, I watched it as a kid. Um, but this this one, I, I think, is is just a really fun time. And yeah, I, I would say it's 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 one of the best. I, I don't want to say it's the best because I I don't have my whole you know rolodex in my head for those of you who know what that is um 
my my boo rating did go up during this conversation. Um, Mine did I came, too. I came in with a I came in with a three. I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Mm. Um, so we're not far off. I think I was torn movie, between the two. Yeah, I think the movie is super fun. I can't think of a whole lot of horror anthologies. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the the creep shows are both pretty great. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, there's some I like, but I don't know. I feel like this is the most consistent like i feel like i have enjoyed generally everything all segments close to equally exactly and i feel like for some of my other favorite anthologies there's always that one that i'm like Ugh, i'm not really gonna pay attention while this one's on yeah so yeah this is fun and then especially when you have like you know the more like you know intentional just halloween setting you know i think movies that just take place mm-hmm. on halloween are always super fun I know. Um, what other movies do you like that take place on Halloween? That are not Halloween? That are um, not ho- the, the movie, the film Halloween. I will recommend this to a lot of people. Um, Hubi Halloween, starring Adam Sandler. Oh, yes. You love it's on Netflix. Halloween. Yeah. That movie's fucking great, and I love yeah. it. Um, Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah, that's a good one. Takes place on Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, doesn't Scream 6 take place at least around halloween it does it does it's take halloween place parties. around halloween yeah hocus pocus yeah. is another fun one yeah hocus pocus of course yeah so i don't know there's a lot of movies to take place in halloween, i guess but no. I don't, i'm sure there's a there's a bunch that the the listeners are just screaming at us that we're not remembering right now but i know i guess yeah. i put us both on the spot because i didn't really plan like i didn't like think about all the movies that take place in halloween and say like oh these are all my favorites um there's a lot of movies that I, I think I watch on Halloween that aren't, that don't take place on Halloween. Like I really, I try to watch Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, you know, not, I don't want to overdo it. So maybe like every like two Halloweens or so, um, but that's a, that's a Halloween favorite for me for sure. I feel like this one's a pretty, uh, well, I don't watch it every year, but. I like it a lot. My wife's a big fan of this movie too. So it's always like an easy, like put something mm-hmm. on. You don't have to think too much about it while we're doing other stuff. That was the one when we watched it the other night. Um, and we're just kind of going in and out doing some, you know, cleaning up a little bit, you know, hanging out, doing other things, you know, while it's on. Um, yeah, I don't know. Got a lot of great people in it definitely recommend it to anybody it'd probably be oh, top yeah. of my list if someone's like i want to watch like a very like halloween movie i'm like yeah, yeah this one that i absolutely agree because that again recommending something like halloween is like obviously um this one i feel like now it's pretty well known but for even for like a a younger crowd um this is a good in between for you know them not feeling like it's too old because it's from 2007 i think so too and um even though like yeah like now you know like i'm surprised you're i don't know if your kid asked you much about it but because i know like you know like gosh it's spirit halloween they have a whole like trick-or-treat section with all of the stuff yeah he knows he knows all of the all of the characters he just doesn't know what they're capable of because we haven't watched a lot of these movies most of my favorites i think are i watched super young so i know that like he would be capable of it but i also had nightmares constantly 
um, and was afraid that Chucky was hiding in my closet. Um, like I would check, I would check the closet. I would check behind the shower curtain. I would check under my bed. Like I was like that. That's not happening. The dog, the doll's not fucking with me. Like I would have the dog in the room and we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Another Halloween in the books. Yeah. First, first Halloween for the, for the podcast. So we'll have to keep these, these movies in mind for next Halloween. Absolutely. I, um, just take care of yourself. Keep your, keep your jack-o'-lanterns lit. Are they lit right now? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Always. Yeah. Right. Always. But they they get relit. Like tea lights aren't the thing. Everyone needs to go and get those like taller, those taller white candles so that it actually lasts longer than a fucking hour like the tea light's gonna get you murdered is what i'm saying like get get yourself a bulkier candle for inside of your pumpkins yeah that buys you like no time whatsoever with the fucking tea lights so but i mean but you're not putting it out yourself yeah i I mean you need to to run the course of the of the candle but um i you know i like to i like to have them lit for as long as i can without the pumpkin rotting by halloween so you know you gotta gotta be careful for that i like my jack-o'-lanterns like my late 90s radio alt rock oh god lit and everclear saving that one for (laughs) (laughs) and everclear too (laughs) yeah okay so gosh <laughs> well happy halloween everybody thanks for hanging out with us um yeah happy halloween gosh i mean as far as we're concerned just you know hey tune in next tuesday the the, the spooky times we're, gonna, we're just gonna keep rolling we're just gonna keep so. going no- november be damned <laughs> yeah we're, we're uh we're gonna keep talking about scary movies it's not just october yeah all right take care everybody have a good night keep those jack-o'-lanterns lit and uh, uh, follow all those other rules too. Do not take off your costume until twelve oh one. Stay in yes. it, sleep in it if you have to. I'd recommend sleep that's what it. I'm doing. So <laughs> happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> Three, two, one, ghost. Thanks for listening to our episode on trick or treat. For your safety, I'll give you a quick review of Sam's rules for Halloween. One. Always wear a costume. Two, always hand out candy. Three, follow us on Instagram at 321GhostPod. Four, never blow out a jack-o'-lantern before midnight. And five, respect the dead. Easy, right? You can send us an email to 321GhostPod at gmail.com to recommend movies or horror-related topics you'd like to hear our thoughts on. Even though October has sadly come to an end, we'll continue to keep it spooky all year round. Next week, we'll be kicking off November with 1985's Fright Night. Happy Halloween. Three, two, one, ghost. Ghost.